0: The following program is sponsored by Friends of Life Outreach International.
1: Coming up, Franklin Graham. As the epidemic escalated, we were just desperately trying to stay one step ahead.
2: My phone rang, and Ken Isaacs said, one of our doctors, Kent Brantley, has Ebola.
1: David looked at me and he said, you two have Ebola. And then Barbara. Was diagnosed with Ebola, there was a high likelihood our team members were going to die. Fighting fear with faith.
3: This is beautiful. And you know, you know Franklin Graham walked out here. You're all gonna meet him in a moment, but you, you gave him a standing ovation and, and thank you because he has lifted Jesus up. His, his dad was without question, the most famous preacher that, that, that has lived. And, and what an incredible person. And Franklin, <laughs> we, had, we had to do some praying for a while. <laughs> but when Franklin came around and where he is today, he's a true statesman and a spokesman. And oftentimes it's very prophetic. And I am very grateful for the mission heart that he has, with Samaritan's Purse, the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association. He has held the gospel up. And uh, we're just thrilled this here. Would you just welcome Franklin Graham to life today? Thank you. You and I have been all over Africa. I've been there for about 25 years, and how long have you been working in Africa? How many years would he go back now? Probably you'd think it's about 35 years. About 35. Well, you took us to Sudan. Right. You showed us what God's power and love does through missionaries. Those people talked about the missionaries that had been dead for 25 more years, as though it was their father still there. That's, That's right. the impact. It was very dangerous there, and you go into dangerous areas. Now, what brings you here now? And I want to thank you for operation, you know Christmas child, everything you do, everything you've done in all the outreaches around the world. Thank you for Samaritan's purse. But you're here to talk about something that you think is very, very important yeah. And so tell us why you're here. Um, we put
2: together a documentary on Ebola and in, in, in 2014, Ebola came into to West Africa, actually started in 2013, in the, the late fall, and then came into Liberia in 2014 where we were working. Uh, we weren't there to fight uh, a disease, the world's most dangerous virus, we weren't there to do that. We were working after the war, uh, doing a number of projects throughout the country, and then Ebola came. And you, I've always, I always have a, um, a thought that if there is an issue, do we run from it or do we run to it? And I think as Samaritan's Purse, we've always just tried to make it our policy. We go to the issue. We run to it. We don't run away. But when Ebola came, I'm thinking to myself, this may be a good time to run. Uh, this, we know nothing about Ebola. And when it came into Liberia, we had to stop what we were doing. And we were asked by the international community to set up a, an Ebola treatment unit, an ETU. Okay. I thought to myself, I know nothing about this. Our people know nothing about Ebola. Well, uh, Medicine Sans Frontier, uh, out of Europe, they're the world's leaders in treating and fighting Ebola. They said, we will train you. (laughs) Oh, okay, you'll train us, all right. We'll, We'll try it. But in my stomach, I had a knot, just a knot. I'm thinking, this is something we should not get involved in. This is this is dangerous. It'll kill you. Kill you quick. And so um, we started an Ebola treatment unit and we had one of our doctors there serving in a missionary hospital. Uh, Dr. Brantley from here in the Fort Worth area. And so we asked Dr. Brantley if he would be willing to run the Ebola treatment unit. He said yes. Wow. So here he was. Was he at least a little bit aware of how dangerous it was? Oh it? yes, sir. Okay. I guarantee you. But he went on. Uh, but uh, but listen, when you go into the boulder, you you have a Tyvek suit on, and uh, all the seams are taped with duct tape. Then you put a gown on top of that. You're 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 double clothed, and no exposed skin anywhere. And you're I mean you're everything's tight. But the problem is inside of this two-gown Tyvek suit that you're wearing, the temperature you know, is like 140 degrees, so you can only do this for about 30 minutes or, or you're gonna pass out. So you, it takes you about 20 minutes to get dressed, you can do this for 30, maybe 35 minutes, then you gotta come out, then everything has to be hosed off, and then you come out of your, your suit. But this is what we were doing. But Dr. Brantley, on the 23rd of July, 2015, I got a call. I was working at one of our projects up in Alaska. And they said, we think Dr. Brantley has Ebola. What? Yeah, we think he does. Um, we'll get the test back Saturday. That was a Wednesday. Saturday, got the phone call. It's confirmed. The blood test just came back. He has Ebola. And uh, you need to call his wife. Boy, I don't want to call her. What do I say to her? And she was here. She had come back for a wedding with the, with the kids. I pick up the phone and I said, Amber, I said, this is Franklin Graham. Uh, we're going to do everything we can to get your husband back. And I just wanted to just have a word of prayer with him. had a word of prayer with him and hung up. And then after I hung up, I thought, I have no clue as to what I'm going to do. <laughs> How am I going to get him back? An affected person with Ebola? You just don't go get on the airplane and come home. <laughs> Can't do that. Um, no, we had an insurance policy. They'll come anywhere in the world, pick you up. Call them. Hey, we got a sick person in Liberia. Okay, great. Um, what's he got? Ebola. <laughs> we're not going, but we got a policy. We've been paying on this policy for years. We don't care. Sue us. Uh, we're not going. We're not going. And um, I tell you, it was one of the most difficult things that I've gone through. Because we, the, when he got Ebola, the time is ticking. You got about 10 days and then they're dead. Okay, 10 days. And, and I'm just telling you, James, when, when he, we, we started calling everybody we knew, calling the State Department, calling the White House, calling everybody we knew. Finally, we got to a guy in the State Department, and uh, he said, You know, there is one government asset. In Liberia? No, in the U.S. In the U.S. A government-controlled asset, (laughs) an airplane, okay, but they call it an asset that can carry an affected person safely.
3: We got one. One. Who do we call? (laughs) Who do we call?
2: The guy said, uh, you're talking to him. No, I mean, who who do we need to talk to to get permission to use this airplane? He said, you're talking to him. (laughs) And the guy was just a guy in the State Department, not some high-ranking guy, just a guy. And we said, okay, what do we have to do? He said, well, you'll have to pay for the plane. You'll have to reimburse the government for its expenses uh, because uh, this is a government airplane and and you're not government employees. We don't care, we'll pay. So he told us how much, send him the check. No, we did a wire transfer that day. This was on Tuesday of the next week. Now, Brantley got infected on Wednesday, so we're now in the sixth day, approaching the seventh day. And uh, the plane got ready to go. Halfway across the Atlantic, it had a pressurization problem, had to come back. Oh my and so we're looking, you know, the <laughs> clock is ticking, he's dying. Yeah. Oh. He's dying, James. He's d- and he's getting sicker by the day, weaker by the day. And um, the plane was going to come back on Friday. Thursday, Dr. Brantley began to die. Just going to die. And... Um, he said, "There's, there's nothing we can do." He's, he told the nurses, he told the other doctors, "It's, I can't, I don't have the strength, I don't have the energy, I can't do this anymore, I can't fight it any longer." A person shows up from the, uh, the, uh, government agency, with a box, said, "This is a experimental serum, experimental. Y'all might want to use it." <laughs> so well, boring. tell us about it. Well, it came to to Sierra Leone to go to Dr. Khan, an African doctor who was the world's leader in Ebola treatment. He had Ebola. But the doctors that he was under refused to give him the, this, this Z-Map because they were afraid of it because it uh, comes from mice blood. It's cultivated on tobacco leaves. It sounds like something out of a, an Alfred Hitchcock movie, okay? A little strange. But it's the way they made these antibodies. And so it's been used on primates, never been used on a human being. And so they call me and say, Franklin, should we give it to him? I'm, I'm not going to make that call. Um, the doctors on the field, if they think that's the last choice, they can give it to him. And I'll support them, I'll back them. If they get sued, Samaritan's purse will, will pay their lawyers. But, uh, but they make that call. Um, he began to die Thursday night. 8 o'clock Liberia time, 4 in the afternoon our time. And James, he um, started taking a nosedive. And we had four bags of ZMAP, just one dose. So you take a bag, it takes nine hours. Then another nine hours, you give another bag, and Then so forth. Nancy Wrightbolt had it. She had uh, Ebola. So we split the dosage, gave half to her and half to him. When we put the, the ZMAP in his arm, Within seconds, he went into convulsions. Just violent shaking. And get on the phone, call the people who made this stuff. It's killing him. No. We saw this happen in the primates. It's the antibodies fighting. I'm thinking, this is ridiculous. It's, you know. Um, but we prayed. We just prayed, Okay. And our whole office prayed. And James, in my office, I have a a vaulted ceiling in my office. And I'm sitting there, and I could see, like, a dark shadow coming down the wall. I thought, what is this? And I just watched it. And as I watched it, James, um, it just kept coming lower. It was a dark day. It was raining outside. It was just a foggy day, but there's a shadow. And I thought about... um, 23rd Psalm. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'll fear no evil. It didn't say the valley of death. It's the the shadow. Valley, the shadow. And I looked at that and I thought, I wonder if this is the shadow of death and if it's coming for Dr. Brantley. And I just got on the floor and just prayed, Lord, this isn't too hard for you to save him. It's not too difficult. And Father, if you'll just save him, um, we don't know what else to do. And we had people all over our office praying in little groups. We had people in Liberia, people here in Texas were praying. And um, they put that Z-Map in his arm at the same time. And 30 minutes after they put that Z-Map, the the convulsions went away. And James, he got up out of bed and went to the bathroom. He hadn't been out of bed in three days. It, It was that quick. And it's
3: like God showed up. I want to compress some stuff, Franklin, because I want us to be able to get to where you're headed to. This, is this a phenomenal, to even think was, now here's the deal, if the plane hadn't gone back. He died. He dies. He would have been on the airplane. He'd have He'd been, been on the be airplane dead. when yeah. all this happened. And he wouldn't have had this. So email. that, having to go back to get pressurization fixed, then they came and got him, brought him here. Right. Miraculously, Dr. Brantley got well. One of the first places he came was here. Yeah. Came back then again, telling the story, and I think they brought so. one of his family members. So you saw a miracle. Now, here's, here's what I want folks to see. Franklin has put together a documentary, yeah. and I want you to tell, you, tell them what in a moment you want this to do, but I want them to see this clip. Can we show them the clip? Yeah, let's show them because the clip. Because it shows what's going on. But, but here's the thing I want all of you to hear and you to hear. Now, now, now please, you're going to be able to see this in the theaters, and it'll be a, a premiere, and he'll tell you about it, and then it's going to be available in other ways. But here's the deal. God wants to capture our heart to understanding what we must see. In light of the, the issues in this world, that only love and compassion, like your doctors and I know what they do, Frank. And I know the risk, and you too. And, and we've got to pray because God wants to pour out His miracle power through His body, His family, all over this world. The stage is set for a spiritual awakening. This is a whole part of it. Watch this because it's going to take you right into the city. Yeah. These were actually shot on. scene right there. Watch it closely. This was an unfolding catastrophe.
1: The numbers of new cases and deaths are still
3: rising.
2: Ebola is the world's most dangerous virus. The disease is out of control in West Africa.
1: Action was needed immediately.
2: All together, the family member that I lose, 17. God has called us to care for the dying, to care for those that are suffering.
0: We can't say we're Samaritan's Purse and not help.
2: I was
1: confident that what we were doing was the right thing to do.
2: I don't think I was scared yet.
1: I should have been very scared. As the epidemic escalated, we were just desperately trying to stay one step ahead.
2: My phone rang and Ken Isaacs said, one of our doctors, Kent Brantley, has a wallah
1: David looked at me and he said, you too have Ebola. And then Barbara was diagnosed with Ebola. There was a high likelihood her team members were going to die. I don't know how to describe how afraid we were. But we still went
2: in, hour after hour, taking care of the Liberians and taking care of Ken and Nancy. We're there to save life. We're there in your name. Why?
1: Despite the fact that things were out of control, we knew that God was in control. Oh God, you'll never leave my, side. my greatest fear is that I would have to raise my kids alone. I felt broken. Who
2: was going to take care of my children? Oh God.
1: God puts you in places and supplies the strength to deal with. If they're on our team. They are our blood. No matter what it took, let's get them out.
2: Time is ticking. Jesus Christ didn't run. We run to the fire. We don't run away from it. I love you, buddy. James, it's a testimony of God's faithfulness that in the middle of storms, and we all have storms in life, uh, God's there. And uh, I'm not saying that he's going to react just like he did with Dr. Brantley, but God is there. He doesn't leave us alone. And Jesus said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. That's a promise. And for those that put their faith and trust in Christ, but Ebola was ravaging that part of the world. And I had no clue what to do. Our staff had no clue what to do. And God opened up door after door, people that we never knew, people that all of a sudden came up out of nowhere, like the guy with the asset unbelievable. And, and, and God, God saved Dr. Brantley. But I want this to, I want young people to see this because this film is full of young people. And repeat that, that the date
3: again. Is March 30th? March 30th, yes, sir. It'll be in the evening in theaters
2: all over the country. All over the country, and uh, you go to uh, facing, uh, facingdarknessmovie.com. And uh, it shows you where the theaters are, where you can get the tickets, and if you get, get the tickets uh, ahead of time, especially like for church groups, it uh, be great to see. But it's a testimony of what God can do. This, these are young missionaries. That are on the field, that are risking all yes. for 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 the gospel, and I want. I want a lot of times we think of missionaries as being old people, you know, like you and me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. uh, there's, a, there's a lot of young folks out there. I'm telling you, that that are that are facing darkness and danger every day. What
3: do you want, and what do you pray? What does your heart long for? The effect of this to have, because the stage is set. For the church to reveal the living Jesus yes. through his family. What do you want this well, to Well,
2: I, I want this to, to help raise up an army of young people who are willing to say, Lord, here I am, send me. Wow. That's what I want it to be. Well, Father,
3: we just pray. We pray that thousands, tens of thousands of young people will hear exactly what he just voiced as a concern. And we've now said in a prayer, yeah. raise them up and raise up the support farm. In Jesus' name. There's the website. Get the information. Fill the theater. And then pray God fills every person there with the love of the Lord Jesus. So that not only are people moved to go, like he said, but we send them. Franklin, missionaries come to me. You know, we've supported Samaritan's Purse. Oh, yes, and we've sir. been behind sure. you big time. But listen yep. to this. Missionaries call us because they say, we knew... You could tell your viewers and they would care and not leave us empty handed, but would give us the ability to do what God put us here to do. And right now, Franklin, we're drilling water wells. Yes, sir. We give people water for life and tell them about the water of life. You better believe it. And it is remarkable. I want you to watch this and just know, let me tell you something. This is the last week of this emphasis. We're going to have to have a miracle. Our missionaries have shown us 188 areas where if we don't get a well drilled in the next few weeks, it's like the entire villages will die. You know, all the people in those areas, the 188 areas, they literally target. Watch this closely. Announcement.
1: would like to inform that in order to save and use properly the little water that we have, we would like to ask you to not come with more than three buckets. Signed, the chief is possible
3: of this water.
1: It's a list of rules. Rules meant to preserve this. The only source of water for the many families living here.
0: As
1: desperate a challenge as this scarcity is, it's only where their struggles begin. <laughs> It's absolutely mind-boggling that anyone could survive long after drinking this disease and parasite-infested water. The sad truth is many here don't, most of them young children little bodies unable to defend themselves against such a contaminated
0: source.
1: With your help, we could drill a well. Right here. Abundant, clean, life giving water. No more thirst and
3: dehydration. No more sickness. 188 specific areas. You know, we've drilled with your help thousands of wells. The wells still average $4,800. Can you give a well? Those 188 88 areas, they pointed out. It's crisis. So we're asking God, and this is our last week, God, raise up people who are able to drill a well, and they'll take joy doing it. Raise up people who will give 1200 and then pray, God, give us three more to join me. 2400 and pray one well. But here's what I want you to understand. $48, Betty, has been the main gift that comes in to drill wells, which drills water wells to take care of 10 people for $48, 144, 30. There is a level at which you can participate and Betty, we have one other addition that's like a miracle. We've got rugged terrain where the rigs can't get in and there's a filter system now, this is so simple. When they put it on a five gallon container, which we're giving them that, it will filter and clean any water of any contamination and we can give three of those for $100 to three families. So there is a level at which everyone watching can participate and you can be the answer to a mother's prayer, her heart cry, to a healthy future for her children. Right now, go on the website, take your bank card, use it like a check, should always use them that way, or you can dial the number. Many people are calling in right now to pray. You'd be surprised, there are people calling in right now and saying, I want to be a missionary. I heard what Franklin Graham said, I want to be a missionary. While they're calling, you can call and be an answer to prayer. Here's the gift. And tell us what you're putting in the mail. If you write a check, make it to life. But let us know. Call and use your bank card. Go on the website and use it. If you mail a check, tell us what you're sending. We have some gifts for you that I believe will be a tremendous blessing to you. Please now, make that call. Make that gift.
0: Every day, children living in extreme poverty are forced to make a dreadful choice. Drink filthy, polluted water filled with deadly disease or die from thirst. No child should ever be faced with this decision. Our teams have recently identified 188 remote villages in Southern Africa where children are suffering from contaminated, disease-ridden water. The situation is desperate. They need clean, disease-free water immediately. With your gift today, you can help drill fresh water wells in remote villages across seven African nations. Your gift of $24 will provide clean water for five people. A gift of $48 will provide for 10. $72 provides for 15 people. And $144 will help provide fresh, disease-free water for 30 people for a lifetime. With your gift, we'll send you Sheila Walsh's devotional, Five Minutes with Jesus, a fresh infusion of joy to help you experience a deeper connection with God. Please consider an additional gift of $100 to help provide three families with water filtration kits in emergency areas where our rigs cannot reach. And you may request our no greater name canvas print. Finally, please consider a gift of $1,200 to help provide water for 250 people or a gift of $4,800 to help sponsor a complete well. And you may request our beautiful new hand-painted Determined Eagle bronze sculpture. This is the last week. Please call, write or make your gift online.
3: THANK YOU FOR YOUR RESPONSE. THANK YOU. FRANKLIN, HOW IMPORTANT IS WATER? IT'S, it's LIFE. AND WITHOUT uh, WATER,
2: uh, THERE'S NO LIFE. Uh, CLEAN WATER IS SO IMPORTANT. THE NUMBER ONE KILLER IN THE WORLD TODAY IS, is CONTAMINATED WATER. Yep. AND SO WHEN YOU CAN PROVIDE A FAMILY, A VILLAGE, A COMMUNITY WITH A SOURCE OF
3: CLEAN WATER, uh, YOU GIVE LIFE TO THAT VILLAGE. WHEN THEY SEE THAT KIND OF LOVE MEETING THAT NEED, they're ready to hear about what you better inspired believe it. That's that a love. great opportunity to
2: talk it's about the tremendous. the water of life
3: the I'll Lord
2: Jesus Christ
3: well you remember the 30th of March get the word out tell all your friends But well, would you like to say thanks to God and thanks to Franklin Graham for showing sure? <laughs> I've loved watching God use you my friend. thank
2: you man. thank you for being my friend
3: Thank all of you. Thank you for your prayers. Thank you for your help.
0: In his new book, Living Amazed, James Robison shares how divine encounters can change your life. Living Amazed, available now at online and retail bookstores.
2: What do you do in life when
0: things can't get made right? Tomorrow, pastor and author Kyle Eidelman explores the significance of the word grace.